And why that corresponds to the level of a person himself, that the Torah gives a person the understanding that he's not created meaninglessly, there's a reason for his creation, what's expected from him, and in that way you can be tight. In that way it can be something which is in some way working towards achieving what it's meant to achieve. Let's go to the second of the three Amudim, the Amud of Avoida. And the Maral says, Primarily, Avoida refers to the sacrifices. There's nothing before that. All other mitzvahs which are um, which are being performed in order to fulfill Hashem's Ratzon, they included under the banner of Avodah, but they're smaller in significance to Avodah than the Korbanas. Which means through the Avodah, a person is considered Shalem in Tov, which means is worthy of existence, clap with the one who created him. And therefore, the second arena where a person has to be deserving, has to be Tov, which means to be fulfilling his function, is vis a vis his responsibilities to the Creator. And that's the concept of Avodah. And why is that different to Torah? Torah means that a person understands he has a mission, there's a reason for his creation, and he's, he's obligated to fulfill that. Where's Avodah more than that? So the concept of Avodah, it's something we need to understand, is goes beyond the person just looking at himself and understanding that I'm responsible to do. The concept of Avaida sees the creation from the perspective of the Creator. In other words, we see the world as something created by Hashem, and if that's the case, we need to look and see in what world can the world, in what way can the world, so to speak, justify its being created. What is it created for? And therefore it's not just a question of the person himself. He's not the only entity which was created. Everything was created. And therefore looking to an entire world which was created. So now the question is, in what way do I see in the brew of everything what it was created to fulfill? And therefore, every, if a person is looking at it from that way, from that point of view, then one needs to see everything in the Bria as being used or be useful in some way of providing Kfat Shemayim. Now, there are things which we can use Agav. 
by the way, and understand that they provide Kvot Shemayim. For example, when we make a bracha over a food, so even though primarily we want to eat the food, but at the same time it's being used for the recital of a bracha. When one wants to use wood as a sukkah, or one wants to use uh, material to make clothing which will have tzitzis. So yes, primarily a person is doing things for himself, but at the same time he's utilizing them for a mitzvah, and therefore they can also be used in some way in providing for Shemai. But that's secondary. When it comes to the carbonus, so then the primary function of carbonus was to bring things to Hashem. Not agav, not a bracha before, before I eat because I want to eat, or being careful in halacha because I want to utilize things for myself. It was a way of using things solely and completely for Hashem. The carbonus were sacrificed to Hashem. It was a way of showing that one can use things in this world specifically for serving Hashem. And yes, even those korbanos, which weren't completely consumed by the fire, where there were halakim, which either the kohenim or the owner would eat, but like the Gemara says, they mishulchan gavoyah It wasn't theirs, it was as if they were invited to eat at Hashem's table. The idea of bringing a korban is the idea of dedicating something completely to Hashem. And that's the underlying principle of Avodah. The underlying principle of Avodah is utilizing everything in the service of Hashem. And that's the second Amud. Because like we said, if a Tayyip means fulfilling a function, so the Amud Avodah is fulfilling a function of how the world is, using, is being used to serve Hashem. And that applies to the whole world. Everything was created, and therefore everything can be used in serving Hashem. More than that, by being used in serving Hashem, that gives it a, it justifies its existence. It gives it a point of being created. And then the third are the three Amodim. Verses we complete and do Taif. With others, why? Because when a person does good for others without expecting anything back, it's just in order to assist somebody else. So then, then that's the case. The Tov is to do for someone else without expecting anything bad. What's the Yisrael over here? So like the morale explained that a person who sees he's being created but he wasn't created in a vacuum. He's created in a setting in which other people are there too. It could be his family, his parents, his siblings. It could be the people in his surrounding. And the person has to understand why was it created in a way where 
where he needs to interact with other people, and more so specifically with the people who are in his immediate surrounding. Now we're going to see the moral explains that a person's meant to understand if that's the case, that part of the reason of his creation wasn't just for what he can achieve on his own right, or how, how he can use the world to serve Hashem. Because for that a person could have created as an individual, in isolation. And if a person is created in, to, in a way where he interacts with other people, so then there's a third element which a person has to think about. And that is, what was the reason that he was created in the society or in the surroundings of other people? If his, if his avoider was only to perfect himself, or to elevate the world, a person could have been created on his own island. And he could do both of those things. So this is what I was going to explain to us. And he says, Therefore we've understood why these three things are considered a mudim, foundations of the world. Because these three things complete the person until he's considered to be toiv, achieving his function, his purpose, in all the three elements we spoke about. Because as we know, that the only thing which deserves to exist in its own right and has absolute existence is Hashem. And everything which exists in the world was created by Hashem. And therefore, and therefore, a person's connection to Hashem is the fact that he was created by Hashem. Hashem created him. And therefore, the fact that a person has to remember always he was created. Hashem is the creator. It's something which has to be constituted in his awareness. Otherwise, he doesn't deserve to exist. Same thing. A person is created for what he can achieve on his own. What he's going to not just achieve on his own, or what he's going to achieve with himself. And again, a person who doesn't do that, so then if he's makulkul ba'atzmoy, says the morale, then also there's no point in his creation. And lastly, and this we want to elaborate on, a person wasn't created as an individual. Hashem creates him together with other people. Therefore, a person has to maintain the way he's going to interact with other people. Through the Torah, a person isn't just a meaningless creation. The Torah gives him a mission. And therefore, there's, a, there's importance to what he can do. Through a a person keeps in mind his obligation to Hashem who created him. And through the Gminus a person maintains a connection with other people. Like we saw, a person isn't created to be 
created on his own, he's created in the society of other people. By doing chesed to other people, that way a person maintains the chibra to other people. Over there, within, when a person has all these three things, then it's the other Then it's the person Hashem wanted him to be. And therefore, the person shouldn't feel. I want nothing to do with anybody else. I want to isolate myself from them. If Hashem wants him to be isolated, Hashem would have created him on his own. And if he's created with other people, then a person is meant to. And it's a part of Yishlemus, the fact that he can connect, or how he connects to other people. The world stands in these two things, and we said the point of creation was the person, and therefore these three foundations on which a person stands is something which the whole world stands onto. So we explain simply the words of the morale. We have to understand there's something much deeper here. The concept of type explained means something which is achieving its tachlis. The concept of ra, something which has been prevented from being able to reach its tachlis. That makes it ra. Now, when we speak about the concept of toiv, it doesn't mean a person is just doing what Hashem wants him to do. That would probably fall into the category of Torah, which means that a person is being matched in himself. A person is perfecting himself, and that's his, uh, that's his motivation. For keeping the Torah, is this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him. For him to become the Olam HaShalem, and therefore he's keeping the Torah in order to imagine himself. When it comes to Meladam Lamachim, so then a person's perspective is meant to be different. A person's perspective is meant to be for what's best, so to speak, for Hashem. In other words, in what way can I serve Hashem? And therefore the perspective of Avodah is Mithal Hashem. How could Hashem best be served? How can the world best be utilized to serve Hashem? But that becomes the focus, not the person himself. And then we're just like the Korbanas. The concept was something which a person isn't benefiting from. Rather, something which is being used specifically to serve Hashem, that becomes the motivation in everything. How much that's a person's cheshman? And that the, his motivation, his purpose in what he does is that HaKadosh Baruch should be served. An example of this. This is something, an opportunity to do a mitzvah. And of course a person wants to do the mitzvah himself. 
But they're not in contemplation. They think somebody else will be able to do this better than me. So here we have a difference between the two perspectives. Because from the perspective of I want to be mashling myself. Now, if the opportunities I have to do, I should do it. It might not be as good a result, but I was the one who did it. Whereas if a person's perspective is that, I'm a term, my perspective is that Tavarit Hashem should be done in the best possible way. That will create more Kvot Shemai. Then if I think, and it's not coming from a point of laziness, but if a person really thinks that somebody else would, do, would be better equipped to do, to do a better job, the result would be better, then they'd be willing to forego the opportunity themselves in order that the result should be a better result. That's a concept of a person who's focused more on Kvachimayim, on what will bring the Kvachimayim, more than what they're personally gaining and they personally growing. And the same concept is the underlying concept of which means if a person has opportunity to meet another person, so what's, what does a person think when he meets somebody else? There are two ways a person could think. The one way a person could think, and unfortunately this is the more prevalent way, is now that I've gotten to know this person, in what way will they, can they help me? In what way can I gain something from this? It might be somebody I can ask for a favor, someone who's well connected or somebody has something I could use. It might be somebody who's more intelligent than me, I can ask their advice. Or I can ask them information. It might be a question of what I can, you know, I know I have a contact, so how can I use it as a contact when I'm going to need them? But in all those ways, a person's thinking of a meeting with somebody else, in what way does it serve him? And a map he could die. For me, in the long run, to make this person a friend, or to keep a contact with him. But again, in all those cases, the motivation is wrong. Because in all those cases, the motivation is, what can I gain from this? Whereas the other option is, a person meets somebody else, and the way he thinks is, in what way can I help this person? Now, it might be a person doesn't need help. It might be the help is just to give him a, a nice smile and a big hello. It could be the way to help them is to make them feel good. And therefore, ask them their advice and their opinion. It could be they need much more physical, much more practical help than that. That person needs to be a chacham, to be able to decide what way to help somebody else. But the primary thought that he has when meeting another person is now that if Hashem brought me into contact with this person, he's entered the sphere of my influence, the orbit around me, then in what way am I able to do for him? And that's why the morale says twice that a person is shalem b'tayv. A person who's missing something and he's looking for other people to fulfill his lack, he's not shalem. And then his interaction with either Hashem or other people will be, I need something, and I always need to look to somebody else to give it to me. So I'm always uh, on the lookout, so to speak, for who can I ask for something, who can help me? And that's not tight. That's not the concept of a person fulfilling their function.
Whereas if a person is shalem, which means he doesn't feel he's missing for anything, then when he comes to to meet another person, or by extension, the way he views his relation, his connection to Hashem, is in what way am I able to do chesed? Or in what way am I able to do avodah? That's a pillar. That's a foundation. Because a person is always reliant on something or somebody else. So he never has a foundation. As if a person, on the contrary, from mitzad there, they're not looking to take. They're only looking to give. And the opportunity to meet another person is, in what way can I help this person? What way can I give them? What way can I assist them? The person is shalem. He's not missing something he needs the other person to give him. This is something that people who are not used to it find this very hard to understand. Why would someone do something for me if he doesn't try to get something back? What's his angle? What's in it for him? We're going to say nothing's in it for him. It's just chesed. Can't be. People naturally are more cynical about such a thing. Why? Because the nature of a person, if they aren't type, is to always think about themselves. And therefore, if I'm doing something for somebody else, or I'm giving them something, it's an investment, but they're going to give me back. Or setting them up for, to ask for something that they can't refuse me. That's the man's person who thinks about himself. And the Chilish we see here is something called a person who's type, in the sense of, I'm interested in giving to other people. Not for me. Not for me. But it's, uh, when I see that there's, um, there are people who need, and I have the ability to provide the need, so then that becomes the motivation to do. It says, Chayav is clapping somebody else. What's more is that the Verif Sashleim is in a person. Because if a person's going to look in every case to get, or what he can get, he always sees himself as being chaser. He's missing something which he needs other people to fulfill. If a person's always seeing himself as the one who's looking how to do good, or how to give, then he's coming from a point of he's always able to give. And a common person has it, and that way he's got a foundation here, something which is a cube. And that applies to Kaddish Baruch also. There's a certain attitude of coming to Rosh Hashanah with expectations. What can I ask for? What can I daven for? What do I need? If I have the opportunity to be standing in front of Hashem, I have a list of things I'm going to ask Him for. And the Zara says that a person who approaches Rosh Hashanah like that, it's in Shemaim, the word for Aramaic, give, is have. So a person says, have, have, have. Give, give, give. Or comes with his list of what he wants him to give him. So the Zara says in Shemaim it sounds like a dog barking. No, dog sounds half, half, half. It sounds very similar. But that's the nature of a dog. And that is that he's always looking what he can take. And it doesn't create a cue for a person. It creates in the person an a continual lack, which is always looking for other things to fulfill.
Whereas the person who looks to Rosh Hashanah, that is, in what way can I serve Hashem better? In what can, way can I use what He's given me to do better about this Hashem? So of course, a person needs things from Hashem too. Even in interpersonal relationships. No one's always giving. But the way I look at it is, what way can I give? That's what makes a person tight. That he's looking to, what way can I justify, so to speak, what I was here to do? Because the person wasn't here to create, to take from everyone else. The person's here in order to be able to give. In that way, he's much more tight. There's another point here, which I want to elaborate on. It's a discussion in its own right. That is, this is a critical difference between Avodah Hashem and Avodah Zarah. People think that Avodah Zarah was just the same idea as Avodah Hashem, just directed to an idol or to some spiritual force as opposed to Hashem. And the truth is, it's not that at all. It's completely different. The point of Avodah Zarah was how a person could get something. There's something they want to take. And they were using Avodah Zarah as a medium to fulfill their own desires. To get what they wanted to get. And therefore the Pasuk says to us that if the, if the Avodah Zarah wouldn't provide them what they wanted, then they would abandon it. Because then it was an ineffectual Avodah Zarah. It didn't give them what they wanted. And Chastu Shalom, which ever think of Avodah Hashem, you need something similar to that. We don't approach Avodah Hashem as what Hashem has to give us. And if he doesn't, then we're going to abandon ship. It's the other way around. The concept of Avodah Hashem is what way can we serve him? We ask him at the same time, but that's not the primary point. We don't come to Rosh Hashanah looking to what can we ask for. We come to Rosh Hashanah looking to tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu how much we want to serve him better. And that's what makes it something which is tight. That's what makes something which is an amr, something which is lasting, which is a foundation. Whether it relates to the person himself, or it relates to the way a person interacts with Hashem, or it relates to how a person interacts with other people. In any one of those three things. So if a person sees that they were created for a reason, and what I'm doing is fulfilling the reason I was created that makes a person tight. And therefore each one's an armoured, a basis on which the person exists. And by extension, since the world is only there to provide the person with that background, it provides the, background, the reason for the world to exist too.